are facing a, a, a new wave of, uh, of inflation dynamics that's basically a game changer uh, to interest rates, uh, but therewith also to the whole uh, investment incentives, which is also affecting real estate. So the issue is that from basically it started in the US where inflation reawakened and it's now at, at massive high percentages. But more importantly, it has broadened. It has basically gotten entrenched into the domestic parts of price increases. And um, that is not all, because in the US you also see that there's this dynamic going on between price increases and wage increases. And that is a spiral that keeps reinforcing itself. Um, and that has to do with, I mean, a lot of things, a lot of turbulence since the pandemic, but one element that was also mentioned this morning is that a lot of people have actually left the labor force in the US and when labor is scarce, uh, wage costs go up and when wage costs go up, people have more to spend, so prices increase and when prices increase, people negoti negotiate higher wages. And that kind of um, poisonous dynamic is getting hold of the US and in response to that we see that the Fed has no alternative but to act uh, radically, you could say, by uh, massive rate hikes until it gets the Fed's front rate to about 2.5%. On the one hand, I mean, it's, it is a global world. So US rate hikes, they do spill over to the European rates building. So at the long end of the curve, the rates are also going up and financial conditions are getting tighter. So that's definitely going on. The European inflation dynamics is very different. So in, in Europe, we see that most of the uh, uh, inflation is still energy driven. Um, and actually, uh, it is broadening a little bit, but not to the extent as, as that we've seen in the US. And um, uh, the issue is that the ECB still feels the need to, um, to hike. And we, it will probably do that in July and then maybe a little bit in September and maybe even a little bit in December. But it, as it is much less aggressive than in the US. And that is because the ECB is acting on expectations instead of realized and nested inflation in the domestic parts of, the, uh, of prices. And so um, if, if expectations uh, uh, get de-anchored, get out of hand, um, that basically can also be an inflation trigger. So the ECB has to act on that. But there's also a counterforce going on in Europe. And that is that uh, these high prices, in combination with very low wage growth still, means that people's real wages are going backwards. And if people's real wages are going backwards, they have less to spend, and that means growth will uh, go down. And we believe that by the end of this year, growth will have slowed uh, so much that the room for the ECB to keep rates rising is over. And, um, and I want to revert that back to the real estate sector because um, it cannot all happen. We cannot enter a recession um, and have an ECB keep hiking. So I think that uh, we should realize that uh, in the short term, interest rates is a worry, but I think we should not let this uh, uh, keep investors uh, take their eye off the long term. And the long term biggest, biggest challenge is this decarbonization. So I think we need to be not naive about what decarbonization really means also for the real estate sector. So deep decarbonization basically means that all fossil uh, fueled economic activity have to be actively phased out right now. That means that not all of the inventory of the economy, which is buildings, cars, machines, 
uh, that are fossil driven, they can stay until the end of their lifetime and then we'll replace them when time comes. That is actually too late. So we have to phase them out a little bit earlier and that requires governments to step in with subsidies and guarantees. Now at the same time, the second element of that is that we, we need renewable uh, alternatives to be really scaled up massively. But the reality is also that with the current technologies in the market, um, renewable uh, clean alternatives are not sufficient to fulfill all of our energy demand. And that gap needs to be, I think, honestly addressed. It brings risks, uh, but it also brings opportunities for those that are willing to do it first. Because in the end, Europe is going to end up as a dark green island, uh, hopefully in a not too brown global sea. And I think if you want to be active in Europe and successful in Europe, you need to keep this end point in mind and don't stop your investment agenda just based on the short-term uh, rate hikes that are probably going to end uh, uh, hiking uh, uh, before the end of the year.